1: game. Are we going to get victory Tuesday this week? We're going to tell you what needs to happen when Washington visits Philly to get that for everybody on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
2: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster. Russell, both of us credential members of your media covering the Washington Commanders. Chris doing it for the Team 980, where you can find Heat and Pete Methurst live every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Or you can find them anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find me writing about your commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation.
0: Absolutely. And David, today's episode of Locked On Commanders presented by our friends at Prize PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players. And if they score more or less than their Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive an instant, uh, a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100 by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com and the promo code Locked. On. All right, coming up, our biggest confidence and concern points for the Commanders as they head into this Week 10 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. They are coming up. But first, David, we need to dive into the most recent injury report. A little bit of a different schedule this week. Again, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the main practices. I know you were at Command Central and taking it all in and actually will start for change with some good news, and that is Jahan Dotson is – expected to play for the commanders of course there's always a chance that there could be a setback somewhere along Mm -hmm. the way but he made it through the practice week the team has promoted it the team has announced it this seems very similar to how they handled Curtis Samuel week four last year against Atlanta where they couldn't wait to get him back and they announced it they were beaming and they were looking for some reason to get the fan base all juiced up (laughs) but I gotta be honest with you I'm a little bit juiced up that Jahan Dotson's coming back. Before we get to the rest, your thoughts on J.D. returning for the first time in five games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it, too. And look, we were talking about it, you know, there during the week. Like, he, this dude was on a tear, right? Like, I mean, he was a legitimate contender, I think, for Offensive Rookie of the Year before he got injured. And then now he's missed so many games that, I mean, he's almost going to have to play lights out every single week in order to do that. But remember, this is a guy that that caught touchdowns in the first three of his four career uh nfl games and you know i think when you look at the initial way that the commanders approached his injury some rest and, and all that stuff certainly you know we checked him out for the next week but then tried to work him back slowly for the week following and then when he re-aggravated it i think basically what we saw is just kind of like you know what you just need time let's just shut it down completely we're not even going to look uh for a period of time and we'll come back to this thing later. And ultimately, I think it's a smart thing to do because you would rather have him longer than get him for maybe one week with an average aggravation than you lose him for another three.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I guess the the one thing that you always wonder, right, is he made it through the practice week, which he wasn't able to do the last time that they brought him back. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was able to make it through a Wednesday practice, then re-aggravated it on a Thursday. Yeah. So he was able to do more in terms of succession Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week. So you feel good about that. But I mean, there's nothing to say. We we know what soft tissue injuries that he doesn't go out and pop it on the first route or or even in pregame warm-ups, yeah, quite honestly. I mean, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen because, man, do they need him. More on that yeah. in just a little bit, uh, and obviously the juice that he can provide. But uh, David Cole Holcomb ruled out for a third consecutive game. J.D. Yeah. McKissick out for a second straight game. David Mayo out for a second straight game uh, as well. Uh, Tyler Larson was limited on Saturday. He's yeah. questionable. Now, I, I think if memory serves me correctly, either Scott Turner or Ron Rivera, I can't remember, said uh, that Larson should be okay, right. but – if he's not, Nick Martin is, of course, his replacement and could start. And then Andrew Norwell was la- added to the Saturday and final injury report as a DNP. He's now questionable for the game after not being listed at all on Thursday and Friday. So they've got yeah. more issues potentially on that interior of the offensive line.
1: Yeah, Andrew Norwell with a groin, that that popped up Saturday. And yeah, that's, that's kind of the surprise of the weekend. And, and it's unfortunate because you never want to have uh, rotating offensive lineman if he can help it, but you definitely don't want to lose one on the final day of preparation. Like right. that's definitely bad juju because whoever's gonna replace him, you know, is is has obviously not been preparing with the ones and and doing all those things. And, and grand, there's been enough kind of turnover that you, everybody kind of has the same amount of experience with each other at this point in time, really. But right. uh, still, you'd rather have even for some of the deficiencies we've seen, you'd rather have Andrew Norwell in there. Uh, compared to other guys tyler larson yeah like you said um it was basically stated that you know it sounded more like it was basically a rest day like he does have an affliction um, uh, but just kind of give him you know a day to kind of relax a little bit and and uh i think that he will uh will be playing but yeah the, the loss of not just cole Holcomb, but then david Mayo, his backup john Bosco. i think did you know a, a pretty solid job against minnesota so he's gonna have to do another one uh, against philadelphia but i think philadelphia brings a few more challenges so we'll see uh, I have John can can match up to the to the requirements.
0: Well, yeah, that RPO game that Philadelphia runs so well is going to be really, uh, you know, one of those like eye discipline every kind of discipline yeah. that you can imagine. And, and in a lot of ways, you know, Bostic's seen a lot of football right. uh, and he's a widely considered a high IQ player, but it really puts you. Uh, in a bind, and Philadelphia is so, so, so good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Holcomb missing a third straight game. I mean, you know, look, that I, that's a concern because that popped mm-hmm. up seemingly out of nowhere after the Packer game, I think it was. Uh, yeah, the Packer game, and then all of a sudden now it's three straight games, and he's a okay. free agent to be, right? So you're not getting mm-hmm. that full answer whether he can be the long-term Mike here. Uh, and then there's this, Chase Young. Yeah, I like I don't know, like, OK, but by the time people listen to this, we might have official clarity.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So I'll leave it at that. But it didn't sound like didn't sound like he was going to be ready to go.
1: No, I mean, this is just either the ultimate smokescreen by Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera because typically jack and you know this like when you when you ask him about player statuses he's usually like oh yeah that's Ron's. that's ron's mm-hmm. lane i'll let him mm-hmm. talk about that but he even talked about you know chase will get going as he gets more comfortable and right now he's not you know coming off 100 so like i mean he's kind of diving into the fact that chase young doesn't seem fully game ready yet which right. is you know it's fine uh and in the grand scheme of things that's why you get the 21 day window but we know that everybody was basically waiting it's like you know okay well if it's not the first week and then maybe the second week and then uh, so on and so forth but yeah from the comments that ron made on saturday i'm not expecting him to play again it's not official but so it's either just a massive smoke screen so that philadelphia maybe gets lulled into this belief that he's not going to play and maybe they don't prepare for him or it's you know that's what we think it is and he's not going to play but I, I don't know i would i would i would be very surprised if coach sirianni's staff is caught you know uh sleeping at the wheel with right. with chase young i think you know when, when if number 99 is in that window you prepare for him, whether or not the team is saying he's going to play or not.
0: Absolutely. And then we have Carson Wentz who did throw a little bit on Saturday. Ron told you guys, uh, at, at the team facility, but you know, throwing lightly. I mean, that sets the stage for kind of next week. Uh, I did an episode earlier this week, um, You know, basically discussing the timeline and how complicated it is to get Carson Wentz, even if he's medically cleared, ready to go for next Sunday in Houston on a short week, so on and so forth. People miss that. Certainly go back and check that out. We will see if Carson Wentz does again get medical clearance. Uh, David uh, and Avante Maddox is really the only key injury. He has been ruled out for Philadelphia. That's really their only key loss. Uh, and, And that does factor into Jahan Dotson's return, which we'll discuss coming up later in this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast.
1: But first, this episode brought to you by Total Wine and more. The holiday is coming. And you can find what you love at Total Wine and More to share with those around you that you love, or at least maybe like enough to to share a beverage with. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single barrel bourbon, which I love some single barrel bourbons I will definitely be visiting, or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help with a friendly guide from Total Wine and More. And all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas, which is obviously highly convenient. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more spirits not sold in Virginia because we have the V-A-B-C and we all understand and love the V-A-B-C, right? And also not available spirits and are not available in North Carolina, I'm assuming for the same reason. Drink responsibly. You must be 21 to participate.
0: All right. Thanks again for being the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your first listen and view each and every day for your second listen today and watch. Check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter to the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard, beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only. Locked On can provide Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And go check out David's appearance uh, there uh, on the I guess this would be the last edition of the, uh, the Friday, of the week, yeah. right after the uh, district attorney, uh, not the district attorney, the D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine uh, made his announcement. David was a guest of Locked on Sports today. So go check that out right now. We've got bold predictions coming out, uh shortly, but first we're going to share what uh, we're confident in and what we're concerned about. Uh, pertaining to the commanders and the birds fly eagles fly baby david what are you most confident in when it comes to this commander's team and again this monday night's game on the road against the undefeated eagles who have by the way been resting around they haven't played since a week ago last thursday in houston
1: yeah you know and a lot of people look at that as an advantage actually might be a little bit of a disadvantage that's a long time to go without playing football Uh, but anyway I'm confident in the fact that Antonio Gibson may not start the game, but he's going to be the primary back for the Washington Commanders on Monday night. And, you know, for those who don't know, basically the first running back on the field is the starter, right? That's, I mean, Brian Robinson could be the first back on the field for the first play, which is why I say I don't know who's going to start, but Antonio Gibbs could outtouch him by five or six. You know what I mean? I just, when I look at this matchup, and I know that Jordan Davis is missing from the middle of that defensive line, but they still have some very talented players. They're in the middle. And I do expect Washington to test that kind of soft middle, which is really the reason I say I don't know if Antonio Gibson will start because I wouldn't be surprised to see like an up the middle run to start the game. Mm -hmm. Let's let's test it a little bit early. Let's see if we can get, you know, a three, four yard run at a B Rob there to start the game and kind of put us in like second and seven, second and six, something like that. But I think ultimately, running side to side, especially, again, you look at Taylor Heineke, we talked about his limitations down the field. If you can't work the field vertically, you need to work it horizontally. And honestly, if you can work it both ways, you want to do it anyway. So I think AG gives you the most left-to-right ability to attack the Eagles defense. And so I think Antonio Gibson getting the lion's share of the work of the running back group, especially with J.D. McKissick still out, is just the the most logical sense in a game plan uh, yeah, from a game I would, perspective.
0: I I agree with all that, but I was really disappointed by the lack of touches, the lack of targets for Antonio Gibson against uh the Minnesota as a Vikings. receiver. What was that? Right. As a receiver, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I th- I think he only had three targets and maybe two catches, if memory serves me correct. And they yeah. strung out Brian Robinson on a couple of long, like, flat screen-type passes. It, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me when... Antonio, and I know you're trying to preserve and protect him. I got it. I understand that. But you didn't have McKissick last week either. You don't have McKissick again this week. This seems to me like a perfect opportunity to get him six, seven, eight, nine targets in the short passing game. Yep. And you can use him out of the backfield, as we've discussed, out of the slot. You can spread him out wide. You can do uh, all sorts of things. And that would help you in terms of setting up For third downs and on third down, because David, I'm most confident in Washington actually still struggling on third down against the Eagles pass rush. And then the noise from that fired up, liquored up crowd that you know is going to be at Mm. Lincoln financial field. Um, the commanders it makes me
1: really again, a- happy. I'm going to be safe and tucked away in the press box. I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. the The, the Commanders once again are, are back in one of these third down ruts. They're five of 22 combined in yeah. the last two games. After coming out of it a little bit against the Green Bay Packers, they were seven of 16 overall in that game. Now they started 0 for four in that game, including the pick six to Devondre Campbell, right? Uh, Before that, and leading into that pick six, they had a three for 26 stretch. Again, that bled into the Packers win. So, I mean, when you combine all of these numbers, right, you say, uh, I mean, they they have like 12 third down conversions in their last, I think, five games or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's not good by any stretch. I mean, I don't expect them to be that bad, but for the love of humanity, can we convert a third down and stay on the field and not keep asking the defense to break out the pail and the shovel and to save our, you know what's? I mean, please, can we do that?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, you know, and honestly, it kind of reminds me, Ron talked about on Saturday. That um, he felt Carson was really kind of getting a rhythm coming out of that Detroit game, and even though it was a loss, they had done some good things in the second half there, build on what they were able to do in Jacksonville. Obviously, Carson is still getting under, you know, under the system and everything. Right. And then he felt Philly that the nine sacks in the Philadelphia Eagles really kind of shell shocked him. Mm-hmm. And then in Chicago, he said he thought he kind of started coming out of some of those those problems and some of those uh, hindrances from from that game. And then you see him get the the injured finger, and, and I think a lot of these third down struggles, you look at with Taylor Heineke. A lot of these drives, you're either not really facing third downs because you're just bang, bang, bang. You're moving down the field or you're in third and seven, third and eight, third and long. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, the game winning driving in the Indianapolis Colts, no third downs on that drive. You know, I mean, that's that's a prime example uh, of of that exact situation. So, you know, it's going to be one of those things. But we also we always know third down is going to be a massive, uh, massive down. So what they come up against. Third and five or less is is what you want at at worst. Um, Anything longer than that, and you're in a bad situation. Speaking of being in a bad situation, the commander's secondary was in a very bad situation against Philadelphia Eagles last time we saw them. And no William Jackson, obviously, because now he's in Pittsburgh being scratched for the back injury. Kendall Fuller is still going to be there. You got to think Jalen Hurts is going to try to get Devontae Smith against Kendall Fuller, see if they can go back to that well. But also, they're going to look to test Benjamin St. Juice. And look, Benjamin St. Juice has stood up. To some challenges but we've also seen him kind of falter right and the minnesota vikings uh were able to get some things on him i think it's very clear ron thinks i think you think benjamin st juice thinks. jack del rio thinks that pick six should have stood and if it does honestly i think the commanders beat the vikings so that's a pretty big uh penalty right there but there's been some okay ben's still young and there's been some look at ben and how much he's grown moments The Philadelphia Eagles are absolutely going to test him, and they're going to test him with A.J. Brown, and they're going to test him with Devontae Smith, and basically whoever else they can get on him. So I'm not necessarily concerned about how they perform. I'm just concerned because I know that they're going to come out swinging at those guys, and if they can't, or if Philadelphia is successful early, it's just going to be an all-night thing.
0: Yeah, I'll add a couple of things. That was, I, you know, I thought Benjamin St. Juice's best game so far this year uh, and maybe in his career. Remember, he had like four third down pass breakups in that game, including two yeah. in the end zone. Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest concern uh, point that I have is another terrible first half by the commanders uh, offense. We've talked about this how in Heineke's first two starts, he was brutal in the first half, but at least he had a touchdown drive. Last week, he was brutal in the first half, and he didn't have a touchdown drive. Now, they did get a late first-half field goal from Joey Sly, so I guess that was good, and that was a pretty decent drive. But I like there's no way you can beat the Philadelphia Eagles by showing up to Monday night's game dead on arrival. I I mean, you just can't go 30 minutes – and have barely a pulse, David, however it gets done. And obviously, go back to the third down point that I tried to make earlier in this segment. I mean, you got to sustain some offense. Even if you don't score touchdowns, get field goals for the love of humanity. So again, that's my biggest concern. Coming up, our picks for a Monday night in South Philadelphia. But if you're looking for fun in a competitive fashion, look no more. This... Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Price Picks and com. What is Prize Picks? It's Daily Fantasy Action where you can make entries on Prize Picks that allow you to challenge yourself, guys, on player projections generated by the prizepicks.com. Staff. Here's what you do: you pick between two and five players. So say you like Jalen Hurts to go more or less than the passing yards and certainly rushing yards, and you combine that with Taylor Heineke or Antonio Gibson. Uh, all you have to do is again pick a minimum of two, a maximum of five players in any game in any sport, but specifically the Monday nighter, because that's what we're talking about. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the prize picks projection available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals available in over 30 states and in Canada. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, prize picks going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget. Head to, to the promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to
2: $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Alright guys, finish up this episode with our key players to this game. Uh, Washington Maryland going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Our bowl predictions and of course, We will make our final score predictions as well. Chris, still undefeated when he picks the Commanders to win. Didn't get 100 likes. We got like 70 likes of that last preview before the Vikings game. I guess not enough people confident enough to force you to change your pick. Uh, Hopefully, we can get some better luck this time. But Chris, who is the key commander to Washington pulling out a victory this week?
0: Well, look, it may be too early for this because it's his first game back in over a month. John Dotson hasn't been in the lineup since the week four loss at Dallas, where he scored a beautiful touchdown in the back corner of the end zone from Carson Wentz uh, and then promptly got injured and obviously, again, tried to come back after missing two games and then had to miss another three. But here's why I think it's really important. And this is going to lead into uh, the information you got from the guys that locked on Eagles is with Noah Maddox, one of their really are one of their really good corners. And they have three for crying out loud between Bradbury and Darius Slay. No Avante Maddox in the slot, that's generally where they use Jahan Dotson, especially in the red zone, especially in goal-to-goal situations. That's an area that you would think Jahan Dotson can eat and can, you know, really help this offense. Uh, again, is specifically in tight situations inside the five, inside the red zone, inside the 10-yard line, goal-to-goal situations. Uh, so to me, I think... Getting him back is a a mental boost of confidence, but also, let's be honest, it's talent and it's being able to maybe, if you can get the ball inside the goal-to-goal situation where you can punch it in instead of having to settle for three.
1: Yeah, so Gino Camilleri and and Louis DiBiase have locked on Eagles time. Josiah Scott, probably going to be the primary uh, fill-in for Avante Maddox if if Josiah is healthy enough to go. And then CJ Garner-Johnson, they also expect him to get some slot reps. Uh, there for the Philadelphia Eagles defense and I can tell you right now just from covering the Buccaneers and seeing CJ GJ or whatever he calls himself with the Saints for for, for a little while uh, he's no slouch in the slot so no. this isn't a total decimation but they do think that whoever plays in the slot is going to have a better game because of the loss of Avante Maddox they don't necessarily think it changes the outcome but Chris I'll tell you what man I mean if if Taylor Heineke and John Dotson I mean this is not only Jahan's first game back, right? But Taylor, it's their first game in live action uh together. And really, this is their first week practice, practicing together. He wasn't throwing. Taylor wasn't throwing to Jahan mm-hmm. during training camp in the preseason, and all that stuff. So we'll see how how quickly their chemistry can get going. But if it can get going against a weekend slot because of what's going on there, I think that could be a significant shift shifting point in this game. So my key player. Uh, of the game i'm gonna stick in in the secondary but i'm gonna flip it and i do think it's benjamin saint juice i think you know what i would like to see ben get that pick six back there's there's a pick six that should be in his stat box that is not in his stack box stat box i would like to see him get that back that's going to bleed into another prediction uh, i have moving forward but i think that if he can come through look kendall fuller he's a veteran we talked about this. He wasn't out of position. He didn't get completely burned by Devonte Smith on a lot of those plays. There were there were some some moments, sure, but um, especially on like kind of the worst plays. It's not like he was just totally left, you know, uh, eating 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 dust from Devonte Smith's cleats. But it's not enough to be in position. And and Kendall said that so said as much after the game. It's one thing to be there. It's one thing to make another make the play when you're there. He's a veteran. I'm, I'm going to have to have faith that he's going to not only be there this time but also make the play. Now, I think Benjamin has to be the guy that steps up the most for the secondary to keep the Eagles passing game uh, grounded, which I think last year this time would have been a very surprising thing to say. Just yeah, kind of no shows doubt. you how well Jalen Hurts has done this year. So bowl predictions, Chris. What do you got for us in the bowl prediction category?
0: Um, so here's where I'm going to go. The Eagles. Are going and this might not be a bold prediction because they do it all the time, but yeah. it's going to be a bold prediction because hell, I wanted it to be a bold prediction. The Eagles are going to win the takeaway battle, and David tie the Johnny Unitas led nineteen fifty eight fifty eight. That's a lot of years ago. Baltimore Colts for winning the turnover margin. In every one of their first nine games, no team has done that since 1958, the Baltimore Colts. And for those of you not historian buffs, that team, uh, of course, and they played in the NFL championship at Yankee Stadium that year, widely considered the greatest game ever played. That team, again, the Eagles, by winning the turnover margin on Monday night, can tie and become the first team since the Baltimore Colts to do that in each of their first nine games. They are very highly ranked top three in turnover margin and in takeaways. And we all know that Taylor Heineke is, let's just say, apt to make one of those yeah, what are you doing type of passes. So I think that's where it's going to come from
1: yeah big play slay is definitely looking forward to monday night football um i'm going the opposite direction from my bold prediction and i'm going to say the commanders are winning the turnover battle now that's a bold prediction game. um mine was a
0: weak prediction that's a bold prediction
1: <laughs> now i know our listeners might be saying wait hold up one of you is predicting the eagles will win the turnover battle one of you is predicting the commanders well so basically when we come back post game and say one of us was right Right. And our bold prediction—we're kind of cheating. So gonna we'll throw a kicker in there, and then it is that Benjamin St. Juice gets his pick six back. So Commanders win the turnover battle, and Benjamin St. Juice gets a pick six right now. Chris, my crossover episode prediction was twenty-seven twenty Eagles. The Eagles are still favored by eleven points. Uh, thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.ag or .net. Um, I think I'm going to shift that a little bit, but I I kind of agree with Gino and Louis over at Locked On Eagles. I am going to go now 27-24, so I still think the Eagles win, but I think it's a score a closer scoring margin just because I do think that opening up that slot a little bit more should give Washington a little bit more ability to put more points on the board, but I do still think that the Eagles eke this one out.
0: Yeah, Uh, so I I too am going with a close game, but not a close enough, uh, maybe not as close as you, Uh, but I do have the commanders covering covering the no. plus 11 or 10 and a half if it drops to that again check out bet online for the latest odds uh but it's right now plus 11 as we record this uh going into uh the game but i have the eagles winning 23 16 23 16 you know usually the commanders david are stuck on 17 this time i think they fall one point short 23 16
1: we shall see
0: absolutely all right Hopefully, you guys will be with us after the game. Uh, David will be in Philadelphia, and we will have plenty of coverage. Of course, it's a short week ahead as the Commanders, after a Monday night game, are heading to Houston for Lovey Smith and the Texans after that. Uh, Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or view today for your second listen and view. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. David was a guest on the last edition of last week. From the games that matter the most, to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You want to hop in on the voicemail line? It's 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577 David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hirsch Show on the Team 980 and always live. free We're on the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Commanders fans, if you're heading up to Philadelphia, please be safe. Don't do anything soon. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.